check in right here on the Fuse 984. Good morning. You can talk to me 0701-984-984. Let me know what you're going to listen to. I'll make it happen just for you. I was telling you a little bit earlier that we have a fantastic interview, all thanks to Carol Banks. Now, she is a medical professional with over 16 years in experience. She's even featured on the top 40 under 40. Her determination, of course, and her tenacity has made it so much more easier for women in the medical field. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about changing careers real quick, right? Because you were a bedside nurse, but yep. then you went to the top with it. Um, t- tell me about your journey a little bit. So, um, like you said, I started off as a bedside nurse at the Nairobi Hospital, having trained there as a registered nurse. Um, and, you know, things happen and, and people, you know, grow. And I found myself uh, getting into the pharmaceutical sales space. Um, and so I got there and then kept going into the medical devices world. And then one day the consulting space came calling. It's, it's hectic. It's, it's, it's very challenging. Uh, but somehow I was able to adapt and, and to really get myself going um, into the consulting world. And I'm sure we'll discuss that a little bit more. Uh, but for me, I think that has been one of the most challenging parts of my career. And what advice would you give someone wanting to change their careers? They might be too scared or they don't know what to do. Um, what advice would you give them? I would tell them that it does take work, a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. You have to know yourself, know what exactly you're good at. Um, most of the degrees that we have world over should be taken as foundational courses. So no, you shouldn't feel stuck. If you studied business and you feel like you need to go into a different sector, if that's what your mind tells you, then you need to put in the work, but it absolutely is possible for anybody to change their careers. Fantastic. And just a bit, we're going to be talking all about her new book that is coming out, Ethical Leadership. You can send in all your questions on the Fuse984 Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Small oh. Blue right here on the Fuse984. How are you doing? Where are you? Let me know. 0701-984-984. I am talking to Carol Banks, who is a medical professional with over 16 years experience and even was featured in the top 40 under 40. Now, I was asking you this behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it now on air. Um, Are nurses leaving the country, right? Because the government has been saying that they're going to be exporting our nurses a lot more. How do you feel about that? Well, there's there's room for, for nurses to go abroad. But I think what really saddens me is that the best of the best we we, expe- we, we ex- exporting the best. And, and I think what, what I really would want to see is the best nurses staying on, and especially the most experienced ones. But like I'll tell you, in my class, I think we are like three or four of us left in Kenya. And it saddens me because the experience, look at me, I'm not even in, in, in active practice. That means you are losing the best to go out there. And, and I think it's not good for Kenya because Kenya is a very progressive country. We need to relook at how we treat our nurses. 70% of healthcare workers is just nurses. So if we are not careful, it means that we could easily cripple our system in the name of, you know, Australia, US, Canada, and, and the UK taking our nurses and many others, including the UAE, that are really beginning to get interested in Kenyan nurses. Our standards of, of, of our school standards for nursing schools is extremely high. But how do we make sure that our nurses stay and give Kenyans what Kenyans deserve? Right. So how do we do that? What solutions would you suggest or what do you think we should do? So whenever I've been very privileged to travel and to the U.S., to the U.K., where some of my colleagues immigrated to as nurses, and they are there. They are appreciated. 
their remuneration. In fact, most of them keep asking, are you sure you don't want to come? But I you know I'm happy at home. But if you look at the structure of how their salaries and incentives and benefits are packaged there, um, you would argue that maybe the U.S. is able to pay. But I can also argue that we are able to pay if the environment is better structured. And this is generally for healthcare workers, not just the nurses. We expect so much from these people, yet the benefits are not very well packaged. And, and maybe this is something that could easily start even from the private sector, where you look at, if I am asking this nurse to give me five hours of her day, what exactly does that look like? Because we can't have the most essential workers not getting remunerated and paid the way they should be paid. If 70% of your hospital needs are met by this group of people, then that means they should be taken just as seriously if your business or your organization is to be taken seriously by anybody else. So I would say we need to come up, whether it's the government, the private sector, we need to come up with a better way of structuring the benefits for the nurses and generally healthcare practitioners in, right. in, in, in this country. Yeah. Right. In just a bit, we're going to be talking all about ethical leadership, her new book, and I cannot wait to get into it. But for now, if you do have any questions, 0701-984-984 or the Fuse 984. Ex-ambassadors right here on the Fuse 984. How are you doing? Where are you? Let me know. 0701-984-984. I have been talking to Carol Banks, who is so inspiring. She is a medical professional uh, with over 16 years experience and of course was even featured on the top 40 under 40. Now she went from being a bedside nurse to literally being a leader, a general manager and a leader and she has a book that's out. I want to know more about your story hmm. about ethical leadership and what it's all about. Fantastic. Yeah, so like I was telling you, um, everybody kept asking me, especially when uh, Top 40 and the 40 was run by Business Daily, they kept asking if I can share my story. And I kept wondering, you know, how do I share my story? Um, will I be going to all these TV stations, radio stations like yourself? And, and then one day, um, a publishing house reached out to me on LinkedIn. I think it was soon after Business Daily published their article. And they said to me, maybe you should write a book. But I pushed that aside in 2019. I was like, oh, maybe not now. But then um, I, it planted a seed in me. And, and I started seeing the sense of writing a book. But I didn't start until during COVID. I, I, I like to, to journal. So I have so many books on my bedside. And I'm always carrying a notebook. People that know me, people that work closely to me know I love notebooks. Traditional notebooks, by the way. <laughs> and so I, I started looking at the amount of material I had accumulated over the years. But then the ethical leadership part of the book, I, I wanted to share my story. But my story would have been inspiring, maybe to somebody who's familiar with the environment in Kenya, maybe just nurses and people in healthcare. So I thought maybe if I can write something, my story is in the book, by the way. It, I know the title can be a little bit confusing, but my story is in the book. But what I really wanted to focus on was you can build something beautiful out of the many challenges that you've gone through, where you are brought up, where the environment where you grew in, how you started your career, and whether or not it was your first choice or it is something that you stumbled upon and build something that you will say, this is what I love to do. I, I wanted to be a lawyer, for example, but I ended up becoming a nurse because I missed the cutoff, if you remember the cutoff points, KCSE. And 
I found it so fulfilling to be a nurse, but I still wanted to go where I was supposed to go. And then I realized that I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy convincing people, but I still enjoyed the pharmacology I learned when I was a nurse. So how did I move from that nurse that loved pharmacology to where I am today? So I wanted to write about ethical leadership, not about politics, not about what is right or what is wrong, but how did I get to where I wanted to go? I am not where I want to be yet. I'm still very young uh, and I really want to go places. But the thing is, if I was consistent, I was disciplined, I was focused, and that is what led me to where I am today, I really did want to share that with the rest of the world. I love the fact that it also launched in Harvard <laughs> and some amazing... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yes. It launched in Harvard. Uh, but some amazing things are coming your way as well because you're heading to Nigeria. Tell me a little bit more about that. Wow. <laughs> so uh, the last few weeks have been amazing like launching my book in Harvard was um, you know my one of my my colleagues at Harvard I took a senior executive program at Harvard and and one of my very good friends who was in my cohort Frank said by the way Carol he also did the forward for the book he said you should launch it in Harvard and because that was not his first time in Harvard I think he already knew that what that would do and he's very passionate about books and I said what and he said yes and the rest is just history. I asked for, you know, to be allowed and they allowed me and they did not just allow me. They did so many things for me in Harvard. I, I was in awe of the support from the class. We were like almost 70 leaders from across Africa. And it was such a big deal to have all the first hundred copies of my book went with the African leaders and, and the people in the U.S. in, in, in my class. And then um, having done that, I recently connected through a very good uh, friend of mine to the former president of Nigerian president, Goodluck Jonathan. And he is launching his own foundation in Bielsa State where he comes from. And he extended an invite for me to go. And I'll be taking not just my book, but I'll be speaking. And some of these things are things I would never have dreamt of. And just simply sharing my story is getting me to places I possibly would never have gone. And, and I encourage people to come out and, and share their story because the African story needs to be told by Africans. Right, and if I wanted to get your story, to read your book, to be inspired as well, um, how can I find your book? So unfortunately, um, we are still sp speaking with a few stores, so we are still doing this through social media and my, my, my number. Um, so do you want me to? Absolutely. Yeah, so if, if you would like to get a copy, you can get in touch with Carol Banks um, on Facebook or Instagram, or you can text or call 0700 Four zero five nine six. Yes. And you said the official launch will be sometime in November as well. Yes. And and the details will be communicated. I think also another very big thing because I was going to launch my book as myself, but then I recently connected with 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 a, a very big person again in Kenya. He's well respected in the ethical leadership space. Um, and we met at the airport as I was coming back from the US. He took a copy of my book. Within a day, he had read the book. Called me and said. There's something big they are launching for Africa in Kenya, and they would like to launch my book. 
you are at the right place at the right time all the time. Like, oh my gosh. All of this information will be on our social media platforms as well. You can also follow me on It's Anwar so you can see that there. Oh my gosh. Send in those questions. 0701-984-984. I'm talking to the luckiest woman in the world apparently. Luckiest necessities right here on the Fuse 984. How are you? Where are you? Let me know. 0701-984-984. Now I have been talking to Carol who is so fascinating to me. Uh, Carol Banks who is of course a medical professional with over 16 years experience and she was also on the top 40 under 40 uh, she went from being a bedside nurse to being a general manager and she has a fantastic book as well we're going to be doing a giveaway uh, it's just a fun fact we're going to be doing a giveaway for you in just a bit it's called ethical leadership now I want to I'm very curious mm-hmm. how do you do it all you have children you're traveling you have books you have this and that and the other how do you do it all <laughs> my friends keep asking if I've got really just 24 hours in my day <laughs> but so the secret is knowing what must be done by you and what can be done by somebody else. That's my secret. So, um, and I have also learned the secret uh, about, you remember we used to say it takes a village. So I use my village and my village could be even things like Uber Eats, Uber Rides, you know. I want to be able to call into my network, also be able to use the convenience that technology has given us. Because if my child needs a a pizza on Friday evening and I'm somewhere else with friends, I can easily just have that delivered to my house without having to move. Uh, If I'm traveling, for example, I believe that your housekeepers should be people and, and nannies and drivers should be people who are empowered enough to be able to do some of the things that you do when you're away. So that's the other thing I've done. Um, if my housekeeper, Christine, says something to my child then and I'm not around, it means it's gospel and it has to be done. Um, and knowing when to call upon friends, I've got an amazing network of people. I never used to be easy, easily, you know, like I, I never used to find it easy to ask for help. But these days I do and and it has made my life very, very easy and enjoyable. I feel like I'm living my best life. I know when to tap into my network. I know when I need my village and my village always shows up. But I'm also very keen uh, whenever my village needs me, I also really show up for them. So I would say, um, yeah, it takes a village and I utilize my village and I would really ask people to use the help in the village that they have. And you really are creating a community as well because you have a training program. Maybe you can tell me a little bit more about the training program. Yeah, so I, I thought that, and I'll tell you something, authors don't make money from books. People, I, I don't know if people know. My book, for example, just printing it and having it come from the UK where it's being printed and was published, it costs me already 1,500 Kenya shillings in London before it has come to this side. So 3,000 shillings is really for me to make sure that people get a copy in their hands. But it would be six, 7,000 if I was to look at the cost and everything, for a, if it was a business, but it's not. It's me sharing me nuggets of wisdom with different people. So the training program that I have is basically, I'm looking at empowering students transitioning from institutions of higher learning into the workforce. And I feel that there's a huge gap there in whichever profession that you look at. Two children, I mean, young adults have got no idea what the expectations at the workplace are. And if also you look at the, the lower tier of employees in an organization, a lot of them come with the expectations of how much they need to be paid. But I don't really think they understand what it takes to run a business, whether it's a multinational, whether it's an NGO, whether it, it is a, a, an entrepreneur running a business. The cost of employees 
most employees at that level who've not been running a PL, they think that if you're paying me 100,000 shillings, I cost the company 100,000. What they don't know is that they could actually be costing the company four or 500,000. So I have a training program that really takes young people and really gives them an understanding of what it takes to run a business. I was very naive. Then I started running a PL and I asked myself, why is my boss exaggerating? My cost is so many millions, much more than they give to me on my pay slip. And then I dug deeper and started to understand that the desk, the chair, the, 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 the phone, the laptop, the, the, the building, you know, the, the office space, all that is actually part of my cost to the, my employer. Medical insurance, life insurance. So if we can package that and really enlighten our young people. They are doing things out of ignorance, but then we want to punish them as managers. But they don't know that the value you're bringing of 300,000 and I'm paying you 100, you actually are at a negative. And you start to learn that when you, when you have a PNL. But no, we cannot have every employee access the PNL of a company. How about we simplify that? Put it in a, in a training program that easily explains exactly what it is that we are here to do. Uh, why their work ethic is important. If you're going to be on social media half the time, it means you're not bringing in the value. And I always look at people, from my psychology background, I look at people as people are good. It's lack of knowledge and gaps that makes people do what they do that we term as negative. So my training program is aimed at helping young people transition from institutions of higher learning to the work environment, but I also want to focus on the younger people or people who are at the entry level jobs because again, I feel that, you know, the HR gives us an orientation, but it's not really as comprehensive as it should be. And as people progress within the organization, they progress with the right mindset, the right ethics. And, and I feel that the workforce in Kenya will do much, much better with the understanding of exactly what it takes to run a business. For me personally, those are the lessons I really wish I did learn because, hey, it's a journey, my <laughs> friend. It's a journey. Yeah. As I did mention earlier, Ethical Leadership is now out on sale. So you can call 0700-540-596 to find out more about the training program and, of course, to get a, your hands on the book as well. Later in the show, I will be doing a giveaway. So make sure you listen up, Buttercup. But for now, let's get the news and then back to the fuse.